Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. God bless you. Good evening. This is DTW Ministries. This is Reverend Aaron Williams, your host. We're coming by way of Blog Talk Radio on the Purpose Kingdom Network. We thank God for you. Thank God for today. Today is July the 20th, 2021. We're already past the halfway mark in 2021. I hope that you're still praying. You know, I see that as things are opening up, a lot of people are relaxing in a lot of things, but we want to make sure that you don't lax on this one thing, and that is praying and talking to God. So uh, we, we before we get, let, let, let's go into prayer. God, we do thank you. We bless you, and we give you glory. We give you honor, God. We give you praise. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would continue to give glory to yourself, that as we minister, God, that we would minister according to the unction of the Holy Spirit, that you, God, would be glorified, that the saints would be edified, God, that those that don't know you would come to a decision, God, a conscious decision to accept you as Lord and Savior in the name. Of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I have a song I, I've told you many times. I know I have that I have a, a CD out, and it's called "Rend Your Heart." Taken out of the Book of Lamentations, and I, I've queued for one of these songs to be played. I'm hoping that you would hear it well. I know it's played, getting played off of the um, phone that I have, so the sound might not be, you know, in stereo. But we're going to let this play. Then we're going to come back. Um, towards the end of the song, and we'll um, start on our broadcast. Now I'm crying, 
when truth is erased, when truth is eradicated, when the standard is taken away, then that which I stand on, I no longer have a foundation, will become like the children of Israel where we all did what was right in our own eyes. The standard is erased. This is why the word of God is always attacked from culture to culture, from society to society, because men wax worse and worse, and we're more and more into what we want and not what God wants. I'm learning this for myself, that it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. Your talents and your gifts all came from God. Whatever arena, this is, this is the thing that just bewilders me of the love of God and the mercy of God, because even in, if you use your gifts and talents for wickedness, he won't take them back, my God. He won't take your gift to sing back, even though you sing satanic worship music. He, he won't take your giftedness back to, 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 to lure, I would say lure for lack of a better, but to influence. He won't take your gift of influence back, although you're speaking heresies about and against him. He won't take it back from you. Yeah, we know that some people are anointed and called by the enemy, and it's some, they're, just, they're just ordained by the devil. But then we have those that are gifted by God. I was listening to a song today, and it wasn't. A, it was. It was on. Um, what you call that thing? Um, with Simon, the uh, America's Got Talent, and a, a man sang a song. Oh my God! I, I was over in the other side of the apartment, and the man sang a song, and I felt the spirit. I said, "Whoa!" But I looked, and it wasn't gospel. And he definitely didn't look as though he was serving God in the song that he was singing, but I felt the presence of God. I said, my God, that gift that God gave, God don't take it back. God doesn't take back what he's given to us, but that gift will speak against you. That talent will speak against you when you stand before God. Nah, shit. Because I can't give God my gifts. I can't give God my talents. He's not impressed by how I put words together. He's not impressed by my oration. He's not impressed by my speech. He's not impressed by how I put things together, how I cross every T and dot every I. He's not impressed. But he's looking that we would give the gift back. Him, just as the prophet, the woman Hannah, she was crying, she was weeping. She said, God, give me a male child, give me a child, give me a son, give me an heir. Because she was barren, because her concubines and those that were in her house all had children and she couldn't have any, she had none. She said, But if you give me a child, I'll give it back to you. I'll give him back to you. He'll serve you all the days of his life. I'll give him to you. And she went back with her husband and knew her husband. And she bare seed, and she gave that child back to God. My God, God is looking for what he gave you. You would give back. I often say this, and I'm going to keep saying it, that there was those that, went before their wise husbandmen, that went before the farmer, that went before the man that they served, and he left. He left them in charge of his land. He said, look, you take care of these things. You do those things. You, and we talk about the gifts and talents. We talk about all these things. The Bible illustration says that you should have went before the money changes and got interest on what I gave you. But the illustration from heaven is that God is looking for a return. He's looking for fruit. He, he's looking for more than what he gave you. He, he's looking for a comeback. He's looking for a come up from us. That wicked servant that the Bible described him as, it says that because I was afraid, I knew that you reaped when you didn't sow. I knew that you gathered. I knew that you were a hard man. I knew that you had demands, and I didn't want to lose what you gave me. So I buried it. I hid it. I wrapped it up in a napkin. I'm going to challenge you 
children of God. I, I'm challenging myself. I met a man, brother in Christ, entrepreneur, businessman, such an anointing, not just in the natural, not just for business, but for the gospel, for the preaching, and for the children of God, has a heart after the people of God to see people prosper. But his success challenged me. His success in the natural challenged me that I have to step up. We, we want so much from God. Taking me to our text, because our text is out of Psalms 116, 12 through 13. What shall I render unto the Lord for all? Not just the blessings, not just the health, not just prosperity, not just those things that I consider blessings. Salvation, just for saving, just for grace, just for mercy, just for not killing me, allowing me to be dealt with according to my wickedness and my sin, my depravity, because I realize that without him, I'm not just sinful, but I'm sinfully deprived. I'm not just sinfully deprived, but I'm wicked. And the, uh, the, the wickedness of iniquity is in my members that I found that in him is the only security. In him is the only safety. In him is the only deliverance. And the question is, what can I give to someone like that? What can I give to a God who's given me everything? The ability to talk to you, the ability to communicate, the ability to recognize technology, the ability to use my hand, the ability to wake up in the morning. It's God that we, it's the mercy of God that even woke us today. The ability to do these things was given to us by God. To sing, to witness, to preach, to cook. We, we, we say we've learned these things from generation to generation, but I'm telling you, it's some people that their generations, their mom could say, their dad can say, but the child can't sing at all. There's a generation that the grandmother could cook, the mother could cook, the daughter can cook, but the daughter's daughter can't cook a lick. My God, man, we think that we've learned because we've taken so much for granted. What shall we render to God. What shall we give to God who's given everything to us? And the next verse, verse 13 says, I will take. Topic for tonight is I give by what I take. I take of the cup of salvation. There are three cups that we have that I want to speak to today. And one is the cup of Babylon, which says that this cup has made the whole world drunk with its wine of fornication and abomination. It's talking about religion. The religious system has polluted the whole world to not come after Christ, but to come after whoredoms. Whoredoms. We've began and we've moved into a place of perversion when we don't recognize the Christ of Christianity, when we don't recognize the Christ of the Bible, when we don't recognize Christ, that is the only one that brings salvation. We've allowed and we've drank from the cup of the whoredoms of this world, the abominations of Babylon. The other cup is the cup of the wrath of God, where it says in Revelation that when it comes, it will be pulled out in full strength. I had wrote that it's coming, it's coming full with no chaser. It's coming, no, there's no mix in it. When the wrath of God begins to be pulled out, there's going to be no mercy. There's going to be no changing his mind because he's already given us his mind by the preaching of the gospel. What's his mind? That the gospel would be preached to every nation, to every creature to every creed, to every person, that they would have a chance to receive Christ as Savior, that they would have a chance to receive Christ as Lord, that they would hear the gospel story, that the sinfulness of man, 
has been eradicated by the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, which is Jesus Christ, that came in the likeness of sinful men and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh by his death on the cross, that you and I now have a right to the tree of life, to the presence of God. Even in our wickedness, even in our Adamic state, God had already made a way. Christ had already been slain before the foundation of the world that you and I can now stand before God justified. What can I give? I can give God my yes. I can give God my all. I can give God my gifts. I can give him my talents. Why? Because I don't really know how to use them. I don't really know how to benefit him using them. I use them and get people come and give me praise. I, give, I use them and people come and pat me on the back. So, God, how do I use these that people begin to glorify you? People begin to recognize you as Savior, you as Lord. How do I do it? I do it because I render myself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Why would I do that? Because of what he's done, because of his benefits towards me, because of the mercies of God, because of his mercy. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable. It's what I should do because of me recognizing what he's done for me. I will take of the cup of salvation. I'll learn about him. Because he tells me, the more I know of him, the, the more I know of him, take his yoke upon me and learn of him. For he is meek and lowly at heart. And I, and, and I like that scripture because I've said this also before, that it, 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 it asks the question, it makes a statement, then it gives you the answer. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Okay, well, what do I learn? Where's the lesson? For I am meek and lowly at heart. There is a lowliness. There is a humility for you, child of God. And, and, And I'm recognizing this even more as I preach and as I minister, even as I sing, that most of my ministry, I'd say even 90% of it, is for those that have already said yes. It's for those that are looking to be built up. There's enough gospel in there that someone that's not saved would come to a saving knowledge, would come to a right relationship, or come to a revelation of who Christ is as Savior. But I believe that most of my ministry is for those that have said yes. I don't know what part of that yes you're walking in. I I don't know what part of that yes you're living in. I don't know what part of that yes you might just have said yes and went back to doing the things that you were doing before you said yes. But I'm here to challenge you in that, that there's a life for you. There is a place for you that God wants to take us. In our surrender, I talked about this last week when we talked about pursuit and purpose, you know, and exploration. And as we're preparing for the things of God, I I, I don't want it to get confused with humanism. I I don't want it to get our wills confused with, you know, because I want to, because I will to do it, you know, that we do it in our own strength. There is a death for the Christian. And, and, and I was thinking of this story. I read this story, I'd say, maybe maybe about 30 years ago. And the name of the book is, um, what is it, um, Hope for the Flowers. It, it, I, I used to call it Butterflies Only. I could never find it, but I saw a picture on the, online, and I said, hey, that's the book. And I, But the title of it is um, Hope for the Flowers, and it's by Trina Paulus. And and what my manager had gave me was because he was encouraging me to go and get my degree. 
know, and, and the story just goes on that it was two caterpillars. And I'm going to try to paraphrase it as quickly as I can. It was two caterpillars in this story, and these caterpillars were in the rat race. They, they, they were trying to find the meaning of life. And as they crawled along the path, they saw a line of caterpillars. And the more they followed, the more they seen caterpillars till they seen this big pile. And it was they thought it was a mountain, but it was a pile of caterpillars all climbing on top of each other, getting to the top. And everyone's excited to get to the top, to get to the top, because the top was their goal. The top was their objective. The top was their pursuit. They, to get to the top was what they wanted to do. And both of these caterpillars, a man and a woman, began to climb. And as they climbed, one got discouraged. They didn't want to do it too much. And they, the other one, they said, you know what? It ain't worth all this. I'm stepping on people's faces. I'm, I'm pushing people out of the way. You know, We're going back. I'm worn out. So they went back down, and they, they began a relationship. And, and I'm going all into it. They get, began a relationship. And as they began this relationship, the female said, you know what? I'm not going back. But the man wanted to go back. The man was, he said, it got to be more than life than just being lovey-dovey all the time. It has to be. So he went back to the pile and began to pull. But as the woman began to seek for something else, she saw another caterpillar wrapping itself in a tree with some kind of thread. And he said, what you doing? He said, I'm going to become a butterfly. I said, what? What you mean a butterfly? He says, a butterfly in you. And being inquisitive and feeling that it was true, she got up and began to do the same thing. Well, to make a long story short, of course, through the cocoon process, she became a butterfly. And when she became a butterfly, she went looking for that man again who was locked up and lodged up in this pile. And as the pile, he, he finally he went with determination. And he, when he realized he was getting to the top, he also realized that the only way to get to the top was to push those that were on the top off. But as he began to push and go through, he began to see a flickering, someone calling his name. He ain't know what was going on. He looking, he heard, he heard the caterpillar's voice, but he couldn't recognize her. Uh, he he couldn't recognize her when he find when she finally told him that this is what the statement meant caterpillars only because the only way you can stay at the top is if you went through the process of death from a caterpillar to a butterfly. This is the point for the child of God. A lot of us come into church, we come into Christ, but we don't want to spend that time in the process of death. I'm going to pause there on purpose. We don't want to spend that time in the process of death. We, we don't want to take that time that it takes that we come out of the rat race, out of the press, out of the press, out of Christendom, out of the church affiliation, out of rubbing shoulders with the right people, where we can come to a place alone with God, where he cocoons us. In Bible study, where he cocoons us in prayer, where he cocoons us in sanctification, where he cocoons us, where who we were no longer exists. Listen, once you go in the cocoon of metamorphosis, once that caterpillar wrapped in, once that metamorphic process began, there was no turning back. There was no more caterpillar. When that cocoon was cracked, and that butterfly worked his way out of that cocoon, who they were no longer existed. Child of God, you're looking for more of God. You, you want more from him. You want to do his will. I challenge you to go into that place of isolation with God. Yeah, you say, well, I got position now. I, I, I'm already set, but you're looking for the next level. You, you're looking and you're saying, well, I, I can't find it. I know it's something. I can't put my hand on it. You know why? Because it's spirit. It's in the spirit. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God the pulling down of strongholds. The world is looking. We have people that are traveling thousands of miles to islands to take some ancient voodoo drug to have some kind of spiritual experience when we have the God of the universe in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Who will you be Jesus for today? 
This is my challenge. When I think of what shall I render, I render because what gives me, I take it. I take it into my bosom. I take it into my understanding. I take it into my willingness. I take it into my effort that what he gave me will multiply, not just in me, but it will multiply for those that hear me, that that see me, that hear my CD, that hear my ministry, that I share the gospel with, that see my life. Because I've taken what he's given me. I've taken off my wickedness, and I've put on his righteousness. I've taken off my iniquity, and I've put on his sanctification. I've taken off the old man, and I put on the new man in Christ that's formed as the, my God, I feel that, I tell you. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in us. God wants Christ. See, this is the, they say that, you know, that the devil's biggest nightmare is to see the weakest Christian on his knees. It's not just that, but he knows. The devil knows that every Christian, the devil knows that every born-again believer, the devil knows that everyone that names the name of Pentu to have Christ birthed in their life, to have the potential, my God, to answer the calling of God fully and completely. His fear is your surrender. His fear is your death. His Fear is your obedience. It ain't your gift. It ain't your talent. It's just saying, God, I don't know how to do this without you. God, I can't make this without you. God, I see my gift. God, I see my talent. But this is about Jesus. It's not about me. How do I lose myself in you that I may gain you? Ah, yes, God, that I may gain Christ. Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind me. Ah, yes, God, reaching for those things that are before me. Why? Because I want to gain Christ. So I count the gifts. I count the talents. I count the ability. I count the education. I count the money. I count it as Dung. I count it as refuse. I count, I count it as nothing because with everything and no God, I'm still man most miserable. Even with everything and no salvation, my God, we might as well pack up our bags and go home. God, Christ in you. I'm going to say this until we get it. We, meaning me included. Christ in you is the hope of glory. The devil knows that as we pray, there's a process happening on the inside. As we study, as we get along with God, there is a cocooning. There is a sanctification. There is a a calling away. You can't cocoon with the crowd. You can't cocoon with your friends. You can't get in the cocoon with others. The cocoon is made specifically for you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, man of God. I'm talking to you, woman of God. I'm talking to you, children of God. The cocoon process is made just for you. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take of the cup of salvation. We remember those two disciples the Lord said, well, you know, you want to sit on the right. Can you be baptized with the baptism? I was, I'm being baptized. Can you drink of the cup that I'm drinking of? They said, yeah, because they didn't know what they were saying. Back in the day when the cup bearer carried the king's cup, whatever was in that cup, he had to taste first. Even when they were being betrothed, when the wedding vows went across, There was a communion taken. The father gave the cup to the son. The son drank from the cup. And then his betrothed drank from the cup, saying and committing to the agreement of matrimony. And then they consummated the wedding 
in the tent of the fiber with the white linen cloth. And we'll get into that one day, the tokens of her virginity. But God is looking for us, children of God. That's why it says in Romans that all of creation is waiting. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. He's not waiting for us to be changed. He's not waiting for us to take off this mortal and put on immortality. He's waiting for us to move out of the flesh and to walk in the spirit. My God. Hallelujah. We thank God. We thank God. What? Then I'm done. I'm, I'm, see, I'm early. I'm early. What shall I render unto God for all his benefits? I will take of the cup of salvation and call my God when we recognize who it is that we're leaning to, when we recognize who it is that we have to call. I'm thinking right now, Ghostbusters, who you going to call? I'm going to call on the name of the Lord because I found that he's my help. He's my hope. He's my refuge. He's my pavilion. He's my shade on my right hand. My God, he is our strength. That song we sang, you are my strength. Strength like no other. Maybe this is you. You're saying, Reverend Aaron, I've been going this way and I've been in church and I've recognized that it's not about the church work. I'm in church, but I still feel unfulfilled. I'm in church, but I still feel empty. I go through the motions. I praise the Lord, but after the party is over, uh-huh, we, we, we've handled church like it was a party atmosphere. When the party, when the music, when the praises is going, we dance. But when the dance is over, the euphoria, the pandemonium of the moment, leaves. The opiate of church is over, and we're back to ourselves, left to ourselves, to our thoughts, where the enemy tries to play havoc and wreak havoc in our minds, in our psyche, in our understanding. The devil is a liar, for the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Maybe that's you. You're saying, yo, Brother Aaron, Reverend Aaron, I, 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 I've been in church. I, I've went to church. I stopped going. I, whatever the reason, whatever your story is, there's hope for you. Listen, there's an answer for you. There's something you can take, and that is from the cup of the salvation of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is something for you to take. Ah, and that's not just the ability and the giftedness that God gives, but the Zoe life, the agape love, the what God gives you as a child of God, that you can live this Christian life successfully in the flesh, that you can live this life, my God, hallelujah. You can live this life victorious, my God, hallelujah. We thank God. We, we, we thank God for you, but I want to lead you into a prayer. We call it the sinner's prayer. You know, and it's a prayer that we've repeated multiple times. When when I'm asking people to repeat it, I'm repeating it myself. For the Bible says that we say we have no sin. Listen, it doesn't say if we say we didn't sin. I haven't sinned, but I know in my flesh dwell of no good thing. The capacity, to do, if I had no capacity to sin, if I had no, no sin in me, temptation wouldn't be a problem. But it reminds me that I'm still in this flesh. It reminds me that I haven't been transitioned from death to life. It, it reminds me that I still know and recognize I need a savior. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've never been saved. Maybe you've never been to church, and this is the first time you've experienced or even heard of God right here online, right here on Blog Talk, right here on Facebook Live. Whatever the condition, whatever the circumstance, there is a Savior for you, and his name is Jesus Christ. His name, hallelujah, that is above every name, for there's only one name given to men under heaven whereby we must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us 
that if we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. There's a confession that we must make, but there's also a life that we must live. Hallelujah. For with the mouth, for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I believe the story of God. I believe the gospel of God. And now I'm going to confess it. So this is what this prayer does. It's an open confession, an open repentance of your sin, an open confession of your sinfulness, and a repentance to ask God to forgive you and that Christ would come into your heart. And I ask that you repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me for my sin and wash me clean through the blood of Jesus. Save my soul, I ask in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I know I might have lost some of you for the first time when I said washed in the blood of Jesus. Jesus being our sacrifice. In the Old Testament, men and women made atonement for their sin by giving a blood sacrifice where they sacrificed animals, turtle doves, bullocks, heifers, you know, goats, sheep, you know, oxen, whatever it was, they made a sacrifice. And sometimes even on their own, as Job made sacrifices for his sons and daughters and for himself himself, you know, but the priests would do that. And even in the likeness of that same tradition, God provided a sacrifice better than rams and bulls. For the Bible says that it was impossible for the blood of heifers and rams and bulls to take away sins permanently. But this man, Jesus Christ, died once as a sacrifice for sin. Now we have redemption through his blood. That's why we ask that God would wash us through the blood of the atonement, through the blood of Jesus, because Jesus became the perfect sinless sacrifice in our place. So we thank God. We thank God, and I got an announcement um, that, and I wonder what I want to talk about very quickly. We only have about 15 more minutes, but I want to encourage you to look on YouTube. Look it up. Look up the um, name, Reverend Aaron Williams. Um, the whole album is up there, um, Ring Your Heart, and, you know, let give us some feedback. Let us know how you like it. Um, it's been there for a while, you know, we, it's been out for a while. So we do thank God for those that are listening to it, you know, and if you uh, want, um, I, I know I can play it on my broadcast because it's my song, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we don't want no one to get into no copyright infringement practices because I will get paid. So we, 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 we want to make sure that uh, it is my song. So, but that's why I can play it because it's my song. Um, and I, what I'll probably try to do is that every um, every other week that we're on, we're actually on August 3rd, August 17th, and August 31st of next month. So next month we'll be on the broadcast three times. Um, but we, we thank God. Listen, God consider myself the least. And I consider myself the least not because of gifts, not because of talents, because I know some people that aren't as gifted aren't as talented, but they're so much further in God because they obeyed. They're so much higher in the things of God, in warfare, in spiritual preparedness, because when God told them to go, they said yes. Many of us think because of who we are, we deserve position. We are like those caterpillars, willing not just to climb to the top, but to knock those off that we may get and stay at the top. That's not the kingdom of God. Now, I want, I want you to tell you that's not the kingdom of God. And the top is for butterflies only. 
What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take of the cup of salvation and I will call on the name of the Lord. When we recognize who God is, when we recognize our need for him so utterly, we begin to humble ourselves that he may exalt us in due time. I want to go back real quick to preparation and pursuit. This is one one reason why we prepare. Because when he opens the door, he's expecting you to walk in it with boldness. He's expecting you to walk in it with power. He's expecting you to walk in it in his purpose. He's not expecting you to go in it half-hearted. He's not want he don't want you to move in it all wimpy. Like you you're trying to act humble. When he opens the door for ministry, step in it like you belong there. And do what God told you. God, we do thank you, and we bless you in Jesus' name. I thank you for every hearer. Thank you that your word, again, that goes forward, that goes out of your mouth, it will accomplish what you sent it out to do, and it will prosper in that thing whereto you sent it. God, we pray for everyone that confessed you tonight with their mouth, that believes you in their heart, that has received as Savior in the name of of Jesus, I pray for them, God, that you would strengthen, that you would keep them, that you would lead them, God, in the name of Jesus, God, even as they desire the sincere milk of the word, that they may grow by it, that they remove from the whole the doldrums of life into the abundance of the newness of life through Jesus Christ. Pray if they don't know or have a church home, that they would find a church home that lives, that practices, and that preaches the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're ever in the Philadelphia area, I want to encourage you and invite you, as always, to you can attend our church, the Deliverance Evangelistic Church on 21st and Lehigh. The address is 2001 West Lehigh Avenue, under the auspices, I always like saying that word, of our pastor, the Reverend Glenn Spalding, as our senior pastor. We thank God and Reverend Steve McQueen, our assistant pastor. So we do thank God for the move of God, because God, listen, God's not a respecter of persons. Don't, don't, don't look at me like I'm something. It's God. And listen, that same God. That, that I, I like that I like that side. I like that sentence. The same God. He, he's the same God that wrought, hallelujah, the working of his power when he raised Christ from the dead. He, he's the same God, my God, that, that wrought mightily through Moses when he parted the Red Sea and the children of Israel went through on dry ground. He's the same God that delivered Daniel and the lions, that he's the same God that delivered the Hebrew boys from the fiery furnace. He's the same God, hallelujah, that raised my mom up from death. He's the same God. I knew I had to bring it in home. I had to bring it into modern time. Because people say, well, that happened in Bible time. He's the same God that saved a sinner like me. My God, I've been smiling so much for the last couple of days, my cheek's starting to hurt again. But he's the same God, and he's not a respecter of persons, but he's expecting you to come in a spirit of brokenness and humility. I need him. There's a desperation that cries out against the old man, I can't be who I was. I'm a new creature. Listen, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Look, behold, check it out. All things come new. If you believe that, say amen. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. So, again, um, BTW Ministries will be on the air. Um, we're on the air every other Tuesday. So our next um, dates will be August 3rd, August 17th, and August the 31st. Make a note of it. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, I'll try as much as I can. Um, I'll try as much as I can to remind you and put posts on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Um, I usually only post on the day of the event. Thank you, uh, Minister.
the evangelist, Reverend Pastor Latanya Graham. Amen. Thank God for my family, my aunts, my cousins, my mom. You know, um, those I know know that know Reverend Mac. He did call me, said he wasn't going to be able to join me tonight. He had some things he had to take care of. You know, we're praying continuously for the Williams family. You know, the Boyd family. My brother Steve, um, um, his brother Dennis went home to be with the Lord. You're talking about a man of God in a wheelchair, couldn't get around the way he used to, was battling different illness. You know, and, th- and things in his body. Never complained. Never said a mumbling word. I mean, you you see men and you like, well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to definitely minister, try to encourage him, and you begin to talk, and they begin to encourage you, full of the word, full of the love of God, full of the spirit of God, just a joy to be around. You know, went to his home going today, um, just a blessing. You know, when I got there a little late, so they had already um, viewed and closed the casket, so I couldn't view the body. Um, but definitely you could see his work in his children. The children were there praising the Lord and worshiping right there with him. You know, they were crying, but they had their hands up, you know, and it was just a blessing being there. Not everyone, you know, was, was rejoicing. Not everyone had their hands up, but to see that some followed you know, it, it's just a testament to the goodness of God in our lives to draw those that we love to him. So, again, I want to encourage you. We, we do have, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to try to get this single out before Thanksgiving because of what I'm thinking and the way that I'm, unless the Lord tell me something different, but what I'm thinking after Christmas to come out with a song it should be a Christmas song. That's just me. You know, it might not be true. But I think that if it's that close to Christmas, it should be a Christmas song. So if I don't get it out fully and I don't get it to the point where I want it before I release it, you know, and it's too late, it's too close to Christmas, I'd say anything after my birthday, you know. Um, and um, so my family knows I ain't put my birthday out there. Um, but um, I'm almost 60. Well, I was thinking about that the other day. I, I, next year, I'll be 60 years old. Amen. And I'm just beginning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm just beginning. And I thank God for that. So I want to encourage you. I want to thank God for Pastor Toy. You know, we're going to continue to pray for those that continue to work behind the scenes. We're going to keep our brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson, Sister Adrian, in prayer, God, wherever they may be. We want to continue to pray for them, but we thank God for Pastor Toy and the vision of Purpose Kingdom, you know, and we thank God that she's dedicated to go behind the scenes. You know, some people, when they're behind the scenes, they want to be behind the scenes, but they want to let you know. They want they want to be like, you know, the producer that wants to dance up in the front and let you know I'm here, you know, but um, we want to make sure um, that we give honor where honor is due and to someone to dedicate their time for someone else's ministry. You, you you don't understand how much of a blessing that is to have someone that's able to do it themselves, but they share their platform with other ministers of the gospel. And what a blessing, what an honor, what a privilege to work with someone that's as willing, you know, and has the spirit of God. You know, so we thank God for that. We thank God for Pastor Tor. We thank God for Purpose Kingdom. You know, and we're going to continue to move forward. I'm going to continue to ask you and um, request that you would definitely look up again on the YouTube page. You know, but if I had, if there's nothing else that I say, because I, I often have to go back and look at these videos myself. I have to go back and look at these videos to hear what I said. I'm like, well, I, I felt it, but it just came and went through, and I got to listen so I can get ministered to all over again. So, you know, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. You know, you know the thing I like about Facebook Live and these pictures, if you're on my friends list, if you're one of my friends, you could just look on my timeline or put it in your IM. What I do when it's something I hear on Facebook that I want to hear it again, I tag it to myself so I know that when I go into my instant messages that it's there and I can always pull it up. You know, so we thank God for technology. I was just talking to my aunt at the beginning of the broadcast before we really came on of how smart God is. As a matter of fact, I was talking, excuse me, to Pastor Toy of how smart God is that if this would have happened any other time in history, 
if this pandemic on our level in our society would have happened at any other time in history, it would have stopped the preaching of the gospel. But look what God has done. He, he, he not only has pastors here, but he has people like me. He has lay members. I just opened up Facebook and I seen one of the sisters that, that, that sit in our church that I barely heard say two words on Facebook, preaching up a storm, praying, talking about God, talking about Jesus, talking about the Christ. I was like, that is unbelievable. Because as my aunt always said, God is smart. <laughs> His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts above our thoughts and his ways above our ways. God is smart. And we thank God for his wisdom. And I was going I was going to say his smartness. You know, we make up words in our family in a minute. You know, his smartness, you know, just because it feels like it goes there. You know, but we want to encourage you again, um, DTW Ministries will be back on the air on the 3rd, the 17th, and the 31st of August at the same time from 9 to 10. I have been debating for almost a year whether I'm going to move it up from 8 to 9 instead of 9 to 10 because I'm uh, I'm past my bedtime. I'm, I'm 9, 9.30, I'm in bed. So this is really past my bedtime. I'm in unfamiliar territory. I only stay up this late during this broadcast, you know, and maybe on the weekends. But um, on the most part, I thank God for your, you that are praying with us, that are praying for us. You know, you that are living and preaching and teaching the gospel on whatever avenue you're on, what, wherever you find yourself. I don't care if you know how to cook well. Whatever talent God has given you, whatever gift that you find yourself gifted in, I want to challenge you to increase it. I want to challenge you. You say, well, how, how can I already cook everything? What, what are you not good at? Learn something different. Now, I wasn't really good at PowerPoint. And you're saying, what they got to do? I wasn't really good at PowerPoint, but my position demanded that the end of 30 days, I had to do a presentation in front of the vice president and the whole department. It took me two hours to do one page. And I wasn't even really using any graphics. I wasn't putting any pictures in, just typing up and spacing and putting it on the right. And when I printed it up, I had pages everywhere. I had letters everywhere. It took me four hours, but I didn't stop. Now when we want a flyer done for our men's fellowship ministry, our men's fellowship flyers, guess who they come to? Brother Aaron. <laughs> I'm so tired sometimes of doing flyers, but God blessed me to keep at it. What I'm saying, whatever you practice, you'll become good at. I challenge you to practice living holy. I challenge you to practice talking to God. I challenge you to practice studying and meditating on the word of God. That's my challenge for you through the rest of July, that you would get yourself in a place of preparation. What shall I render unto God for all his benefits? What shall I give? cup of salvation, and I will call on the name of the Lord. God, we do thank you again for DTW Ministries, for those that have heard your word. We thank you for this broadcast for Purpose Kingdom Network for Blog Talk. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that as we move forward in you, that you would grant us the grace for greater, that you would grant us grace, that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Challenge accepted. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Again, the 3rd, the 17th, and the 31st, DTW will be back on the air. God bless. Make a note of it in your calendars, and we'll see you in church. God bless you. Jesus bless. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. 